0: the first whistle blow till the game is on the line this is stoppage time it's your boy greg and it's tyler and we How are doing? back i am good tyler i'm good we i'm glad to be back i'm glad you know we had a one week uh little break in our broadcasting um and that's because you know there was a, the champions league was quiet as we anticipate the round of eight, eight teams come out of the round of 16 to challenge each other for the elusive champions league title. Tyler, how are you feeling in general? And how do you feel about the round of eight?
1: Uh, in general, I'm good. Uh, getting some coffee in my system right now. Uh, that's right. But other than that, um, this is the first time in a while that we've recorded where it hasn't been snowy as heck outside. I think it's uh, actually got some nice weather, but from what I understand, it's always nice like this before we get pounded by a blizzard. So, you know, your favorite thing, Greg. I anyway, know. Um, yeah, other than that, I'm good. Uh, excited to finally uh, get a little bit more closure in the Champions League. It was uh, glad that Premier League is back as well. Uh, Things already kind of got off to a bang this morning. I'll uh, I'll get into that in a little bit because uh, it actually does concern one of the teams that we're talking about today. I think the international break was good for for some for some uh, players and teams as well.
0: All right, Tyler. Let's get started right away. We have four matchups spread across eight days, and it's going to be fantastic. So, Tyler, let's let's get into it. Let's get into it. The first matchup that we're seeing here today who's 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 it gonna be
1: let's let's start with uh Dortmund Man City well let's let's give that one a start it's the uh the first game on uh Tuesday Mm -hmm. well not not the first game it's since the games are played simultaneously (laughs) right (laughs) sorry I got used to March Madness uh, a couple weeks ago uh where in the first round there's like always four games on Right. when all the teams are still in the tournament and i was like this is great as i was just like flipping between channels and i was like oh my gosh i love this and then back to simultaneous anyway <laughs> completely different sport completely different podcast um <laughs> man city dortmund um i i mean obviously this one's going to be uh headlined by holland uh whether It's concerning how he plays on the pitch or what's going on off the field. Man City is one of his potential landing spots. I know his dad and his agent have been busy visiting a bunch of teams um, that can either uh, kickstart Dortmund into wanting to keep him there or it can just have the team in disarray. We don't know which one it'll be. I'm going to guess disarray just from how up and down Dortmund's been. Uh, It's probably not going to help I mean, Man City. They, they lost the one game to, to Man U, and they are back to their winning ways. Uh, Gundogan still scoring goals. Uh, that team is still really really strong. They actually have a a big matchup with Leicester City uh, this uh, this weekend uh, today, uh, actually. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. But uh, I think, especially playing a team of Leicester's caliber who's sitting uh, in third in the Premier League right now, is a good tune-up for this game against Dortmund.
0: Yeah, I think that there's, you know, the distraction. Now, Holland is a fantastic player, don't get me wrong, but he's also still a very young player. And my biggest concern when it comes to this Dortmund team is that there's so much focus on the young man because of how good he is. You know, he's been... Uh, supporting this well he's been at the beginning of the season he's been the the reason for the, we could call him the light bringer. He's Thor he's <clears throat> he's a goal scorer. He's a game changer uh, but I don't I don't like the fact that he is shopping around mid well uh, you know it's not it's not the end of the season yet it's not the end end of the season yet but they're shopping around so uh, vigorously. Very, light, aggressive. Uh, very very <laughs> aggressively and and it's it's um it's a distraction it's a distraction for the young man you, you know he it's a distraction for the club and it's a distraction for them but uh, surprisingly enough uh, dortmund has not has not lost a game to man city in the two games that they've played there's been a draw and a win um, on their side historically so we'll see what actually happens coming through on this one Uh, Now, Man City only seems to have one injured player. This may be updated by the time that the games are played, but um, Nathan Aki is not going to be there. That's a key player, hamstring injury. Um, He's been out for most of the season, honestly, and they've been doing pretty well, so I'm not too worried about that. But on Borussia Dortmund's side, you have Axel Witzel, who has an Achilles tendon rupture, and that may be key for them going into this game. I know that Pep Guardiola is not going to take it easy on these guys and as well as he should not but again when it comes down to human behavior will thor the the, the nordic god will he be will he go out and perform just because pep is watching
1: well i i agree with you that pep won't won't take it easy on them cuz pep wants to win I think he they could win like four trophies this year. They could win the Premier League. They could win Champions League. They could win FA and they could win Carabao because mm-hmm. uh, they're still in all of those. Like it's um, I think he's definitely going for the uh, the hardware this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I I'd, I'd be surprised if he took his foot off the gas, especially you know needing to come out and make a big statement in this first game, show that they are for real uh this this is where it gets uh tough and if they should move on it's going to get tougher but um
0: yeah we'll we'll see we'll definitely see next up tyler who do we got we have chelsea versus porto let's get into this one before today
1: i would have thought that this was chelsea's to run away with <laughs> um no, not a necessarily a knock on Porto, but Chelsea, uh, we've mentioned numerous times, have not lost under Thomas Tuchel since he started. Uh, just a day ago, Tuchel was named the coach of the month in the Premier League for the month of March, and everything was going their way. Like they, they weren't winning games impressively, but they were either winning or tying. They were doing. They were doing what they needed to do. And then this morning, to open back up the Premier League after the international break, they have a home game at Stamford Bridge against next-to-last-place West Brom. They went up 1-0. Thiago Silva got a red card. They go down to 10 men and then proceed to lose 5-2. Not only is this Chelsea's... Uh, first loss under Tuchel, they look disorganized, and that's not how that this was not a game you wanted to play like this before a big championship game, and uh, not only some some curious play uh, player omissions on the pitch, uh, notably Olivier Giroud. Tuchel decided to keep. Timo Werner, in the game uh, for the whole game and leave Giroud on the bench, uh, which honestly was a mistake. Giroud is a game changer. Uh, he's, he's hungry. He's trying to prove himself. And uh, also Callum hudson Adoy was uh, left on the bench in favor of, uh, surprisingly, Kai Havertz got subbed in, who hasn't really been playing that much, uh, with Chelsea this year and hasn't had the impact that many were hoping. So it was a very curious couple coaching decisions, as well as a a bonehead uh, play by uh, Thiago Silva. He, he's a vet he should know better to do than what he did. Uh, already on a yellow card, he went in uh, for a challenge outside the box, uh, legs in the air, studs out, took a player down, it's an easy call for the ref to make, especially when you're already on a yellow card. And, uh, that, I mean, playing a man down is tough, but you all nowadays, you also train to play with a man down. Mm -hmm. So when you have a team like of Chelsea's caliber, you have no excuse. You have no excuse. And, uh, I know I've kind of stepped away from setting up the game on, on, uh, I believe it's Wednesday, and I, I do apologize for that. Um, but uh, yeah, no, the, there was just a lot that happened in that game this morning that made me kind of question, you know, potentially how far Chelsea was going to go because they they got out coached, they got outplayed by a by a basement team that's probably going to get relegated by the end of the year, in a time when they need to be stepping up their team right now. Chelsea's sitting in fourth in the Premier League but there are three or four teams that with wins today could either tie them or pass them and mm-hmm. knock them out of still being in the champions league next year and potentially the Europa. This is not the time to have uh, mental lapses like this. Mm-hmm. And Porto, as we can see, can capitalize on mental lapses. We saw it in the, the first game with uh, Juventus Juventus made so many mental errors and, Porto was there and capitalized on him. You, mm-hmm. now, now I don't know what kind of like how Liverpool was a couple weeks ago. I don't know what Chelsea team's going to show up on, on Wednesday.
0: Yeah. I, I, I would, I would agree with you, Tyler. You know that I'm, I'm mostly on your side, but this time I'm not, I'm not there with you, Tyler. This was a game after the international break players are, are lethargic. What I'm really surprised about is Thomas Tuchel. His decision making based on this game, but we're not here to talk about the Premier League. As I'll remind my co-hosts real quick, but it is a good I factor. <laughs> it is a good factor to think about in terms of of um, what we'll see moving forward. But this is just one game, and even though it is a bottom feeder team, I could imagine that the players are going in um, after this break. You know, after so so. For example, guys, if you take a, a, a short break after you've been working so hard and you come in to face a challenge that seems simple in your mind, you may take it for granted. You may look at it in a way in which you underestimate just a little bit. Chelsea has not been a bad team. Thomas Tuco has been doing a great job, the, you know, hence the award that he received a couple days ago. This, this is not a kid. This is not going to be a cakewalk uh, for for Chelsea, they are playing away from home for the first game, and the the home record for Porto is uh, two wins, to one loss and one draw um, in four games that they've played. They've played Chelsea eight times in total in the Champions League, and have lost to them, lost to them five times uh, within that time. Chelsea has not lost, well, has yeah, Chelsea has not lost a game in their house. So the next leg, the second leg, is going to be very interesting against uh, Porto. I and Thomas Tuchel himself has a two nothing record against this team. So I'm not too worried about what show what 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 is what they what is going to show up on um for that game against Porto, that's that's the Tuesday game. I'm not I'm not too I'm not super worried. I think that they have the they still have the same caliber of players. I just think that they came out in this game a little bit relaxed saying, you know, they're in, the four, they're in fourth place. They came out a little bit relaxed. They said we could, uh, you know, we could roll this team, their bottom feeder, and they got rolled. They got rolled bad. That's, the only, that's probably the only concern is that they weren't able to, to pull it back together, which shows a bit of composure issues. But other than that, I'm not too worried about the boys in blue. I think that Chelsea will be just fine against this Porto team. I
1: mean, we'll see Uh, uh, to, to repeat a phrase that we, that we use a lot. It's why they play the games. It is why they play the games. It is, you know, it's we'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm not necessarily like counting Chelsea out now, but it's just, it's, it's a little concerning that right before an important championship game, they,
0: they came out and got rolled the way that they did. Yeah. And rolled. Yeah. They got rolled bad but i'm not again i'm not too worried about the the scoreline um, obviously i'll have to watch the highlights in order to really be sure of what i'm seeing the only thing that that i could think of that is not in chelsea's favor i mean you know what Let, let's 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 do a little sidetrack a little sidetrack because we got to stay close to time but again <clears throat> Chelsea, it's not to say that Chelsea was completely stagnant in that game against West Brom. They just made some major mistakes. They had 18 shots in total, eight um, shots on target. They had 66% possession of the ball, um, but they had more fouls. They had 11 fouls to West Brom, six fouls. Now West Brom is, or has not played very well throughout the, throughout the season, but they're, they're not a team that's going to not take advantage of the, the situation that played out before them and, and with Thiago Silva leaving in the 29th minute. So a lot of little factors in there, um, but you're right. Chelsea needs to be better going into this champions league matchup or else, you know, we might see repeat performances here. I don't think that Tuchel is way too experienced for that. And we should see, we should see a, an exciting game. We should see a close game. I think that most of the games this this champions league round of eight is going to be close.
1: Oh yeah, I I don't think it's gonna be like anything like uh, the last round where we were trying to set up Bayern versus Lazio, and we're like, this is gonna be a blowout. This this is gonna (laughs) this is gonna be a beatdown. Nothing is going going to be like that. These are all quality teams who got here for a reason, and you know, I I could just see if Chelsea doesn't jump out early, this is a Potential zero zero one zero late goal scored
0: matchup. Mm-hmm. So next up, Tyler, we have Liverpool versus Real Madrid. Now, I did put a note in there saying that this is the lame duck of the event. Um, <laughs> but um, Tyler, what's your thoughts? What's your thoughts?
1: You know, uh, the as I, I, I know that we still have the big matchup matchup, uh, the rematch coming up to talk about after this but Mm. i think that this one the the way that both of these teams have kind of kind of squeaked through and how they're playing i think this could be a really entertaining matchup Mm -hmm. and i think that i i I don't want to sleep on this one because i think i i think this is going to be a fun one there there's some uh still some tough injuries that are um you know kind of plaguing both teams. Real won't have Sergio Ramos. Uh, Hazard is still out. Uh, Mm -hmm. Liverpool, um, from what I understand, I think Firmino uh, might be back for this one. Um, They're seeing if he's going to play today against uh, Arsenal. But Firmino might be back. But, you know, as always, Van Dijk is out. Uh, Mm -hmm. They're not rushing him back. Uh, Matip is out. You know, a, a lot of... Both these teams are struggling, (laughs) <laughs> with 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 defense and trying to keep the ball out of the back of the net. And they both have you know very competent keepers, but a keeper's only as good as their their defense, defense. Is. I, I I remember when when I was in high school and I was playing keeper, if I saw my defense get beat, I would just start swearing under my breath and be like, Oh, well, here we go. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And like I'd like mentally be like, All right, they they left me out to dry, let's let's do this. <laughs> so like um, you know. Uh, you know, Allison's a great keeper. Uh, Catois is a good keeper, mm-hmm. but, you know, they, they've been struggling as of late because of the defensive struggles. And, you know, Liverpool keeps having all these transfer rumors of all these players that want to leave. And Very real, distracting. The real always uh, seems like they're, they want to sign a bunch of people. They're also in the, the running for Holland. Obviously none of this will be solved until the, uh, the summer transfer window but like both teams are hungry looking to prove something and uh, sometimes that makes for great football
0: right now now you, you you're absolutely right i would i i do take back my lame duck comment i would but i mean based on on the matchups that we've seen so far this this is probably the one that i'm least interested in However, for fans of the for fans of this matchup, for, for example, they've matched up five times in the in the Champions League, with Real Madrid having the slight advantage, three wins over the Liverpool's two wins, um, and Real Madrid has the <clears throat> at least has their home advantage, has beaten them three twice out of the three games that they've played in uh, the Bernabeu, so. And and the, the times that Real Madrid has lost is pre two thousand ten. In the past decade, um, Liverpool has not beaten Real Madrid. So that let me let me. So I I defend my statement saying that it's the lame duck of of the of this competition. But Real Madrid and Liverpool do have a lot of history, and it, it is kind of like uh, Liverpool's revenge match two, three years later, <laughs> 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 which you kind of lose the revenge at, at that point. Cause the last time that they, they played against real Madrid was back in 2018 where they lost in the finals and they have not been able to get this, uh, punch back, uh, to real Madrid because either real Madrid has been knocked out or, um, they have not met in the competition thus far. This is their opportunity to come back and say, Hey, in well the decades already over but within the past five ten years we could still have an opportunity to beat you now yes they do have a lot of injuries um and we've seen we've seen this before and this is this is probably the, the the cornerstone of my statement Sergio Ramos is by far the MVP of Real Madrid I don't care what anybody else says. He is the cornerstone. Even when Cristiano Ronaldo was there and getting most of the attention, Sergio Ramos, El Capitán, needs to be on the field. If he's not there, they are not they are not a winning team. And the statistics have proven that, especially at the beginning of this year. He's your enforcer. He's the one that that when the attackers come down the field, they're concerned about this you know, 165-pound, six-foot man. He is by far the most valuable Real Madrid player. And if I were, you know, Zizou in this situation, I would make sure that, you know, he was well-protected. But he was well, protected. But we'll see if he's going to be back um, for this first matchup. Um, I believe it is a Tuesday matchup. Tyler, am I right? Am I wrong? Tuesday. Yep. This Tuesday matchup. <clears throat> and I'm hoping... Um, I'm hoping that it's, it's better than I anticipated it to be. But right now, these two teams are both really beat up. Um, again, Virgil van Dyke is, is an enforcer. So they're both missing their, their main guy in the back, uh, which sets up for a, still a very even matchup, but it wouldn't be as interesting, which is why it's the lame duck of the, of the, the competition. You just want to hate on
1: Madrid. That's all this is.
0: No, no, no. (laughs) This this time, this time, this time, I'm like, so, so. uh, Just to give you guys, you know, I love my club. For those who could see, I got my Barcelona sweater on. I love my team, but I do admire. I do admire great players, and uh, and Sergio Ramos is a great player. But I gotta look at the facts, Tyler. I'm I'm trying to speak factually here. This comp, this. This uh, matchup does not seem as though it's going to be as exciting because of how many players are out. Both teams have been playing uh, mediocre ball since the middle of the season. Real Madrid, more so at the beginning of the season, and we just have to see what what comes of this game. And
1: you uh, you you mentioned the uh, the Champions League game from twenty eighteen. You know who the hero that. Real Madrid no longer has on their team. You know who the hero of that championship game was, right? Who's that,
0: Tyler?
1: Off the the bench, Gareth Bale. This is true. Yeah. It was was, was 1-1. He came off the bench, scored two goals to lead Real to Champions League glory.
0: This is true. This is true.
1: So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, Real has gone downhill since Gareth Bale left
0: come on <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, he, I, I had to he's I got to. Jo- he's got jokes this early in the morning guys like <laughs> it's like what did what did he just say <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh you know what <laughs> let's just go to the next matchup and the next matchup we have is Bayern Munich Versus PSG, the rematch is on, guys, and it will be something to behold. They have not seen each other since they had, uh, since they were in the final last year. Tyler, let's talk about this matchup. This this is the one that we wanted to talk about.
1: Yeah, so this is this is the rematch of the championship game from last year. As we kind of set up uh, last episode, to Whoever wins this gets the uh, the winner of Man City versus Dortmund. Um, so that's another fun and exciting uh, prospect, regardless of who wins this. It's just an exciting potential next round regardless. um so the this half of the uh, the final eight, the this these that group of four teams is just very, very exciting for many, many reasons. I'm very interested now, I mean, I was already interested in this, but I'm more interested now because of all the people who will not be playing In this first game mm-hmm. um, Which Might even it up A little bit in terms of Well it might and might not Because um, PSG is also Missing a Whole heck of oh, a lot one. of players Oh, oh yeah, uh, Which again might be uh, Updated when they play on Wednesday But there's, there's Two players, one from each team That we know will not be playing For sure in this game first one for Bayern Munich is Lewandowski Mm -hmm. huge not having him on the field and this is this will be the first time that I can remember Bayern not having him on the field Mm -hmm. so I don't actually know what they look like without him Mm -hmm. so are they going to be the same old Bayern where that we kind of talked about like you know what you're getting you know, that missing someone like Lewandowski is going to be nothing and they're going to be able to still be the powerhouse that we know they can be. Or is this going to completely change the dynamic of the team? That alone makes this uh, interesting. And you, as I said, you might think that it would even the playing field until you look at all the players that PSG is going to be missing. But right now it's headlined by Marco Verratti, who will not be playing because he just got diagnosed with COVID. Mm -hmm. So he is absolutely out of this game, even though he was listed on the, uh, the injury report for, for another reason, Uh, his COVID test was yesterday. Uh, His positive Mm -hmm. was yesterday. He is out. Uh, And depending on how bad it is, he might not be back for game two either. Mm -hmm. We'll see. But on top of that, um, you know, you have, Potential missing players like uh, Leandro Paredes, Mario Accardi, uh, Florenzi, Danilo Pereira, uh, Moise Keen would be a uh, huge, huge uh, missing piece for mm-hmm. PSG as well. Juan Bernat as well. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing that now too. Jeez, um, they're and and yet and yet through all of this, um, <laughs> you know, they're they're still winning. Their their league. They are still playing very very well. They have won three out of their last five, and uh, they have a actually a big matchup today. Actually, both teams have big uh, kind of deciding matchups today. Mm-hmm. Uh, PSG is playing uh, Lille, who mm-hmm. they are tied uh, for first with in um, the Liga Uber Eats. And then Bayern is playing Leipzig, who is behind them in second place in the Bundesliga. Uh, both of these games, i um, very interested to see uh, what happens there because I think it'll be very indicative of what's what we're going to see on Wednesday. We're going to see what team is actually going to kind of show up because you know Lewandowski's out. Um, yeah, Verratti's out. Um, we'll get to see what players actually kind of step on the field for psg from some of these injuries like are are a lot of these players going to be back so we'll see and that will definitely dictate what is going to happen in these games and actually looking right now uh looks like uh diallo's playing uh paredes is playing moise keen's playing uh Mm -hmm. carers playing so a lot of these players it does look like will be available on on wednesday now that we're looking at it i didn't realize that the game had started yeah um, and that, that we could check this live you're get, you're kind of getting a live uh in at us uh fi- going through this, this. Out. yeah yeah um so uh, a couple of these players will be available which kind of definitely evens up um things considerably um especially having a uh, moisty keen uh, that's a
0: good that's a good thing about doing the show on the saturday you know like uh uh you, you're able to see a lot of these things uh, uh play out um as as we go along you know um, and, and
1: we we uh just quick disclaimer we are usually prepared uh for our shows we do usually record on friday nights instead of uh now we're recording on a saturday mm. uh morning i
0: would we, i wouldn't say do... i wouldn't say that we weren't prepared it's just that No, that, I, that, I was that... i
1: was getting there greg i was gonna say we, we had the injury report but it was before usually we're doing it before the games are played True. and we have a more of a look of like, Oh, okay. Well, we, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens and then we'll say something on Friday and the players will show up in a game on Tuesday and Wednesday. It's like, well, shoot, why, you know, yeah, we, we were, Oh no, we were wrong.
0: Um, <laughs> we weren't wrong. We were early. <laughs> yeah,
1: and, the, and that's the thing. And I just looked right now. And a lot of these players are available. Mm-hmm. So there we go. Little bit more even playing field. Just wanted to put that disclaimer out. We do, we do look at these things before we record, but uh, this was a case where we were able to uh, investigate live.
0: I don't know. Uh, live investigation is fun. I'm not going to lie. But yes, even, even with uh, I, I was mostly concerned about Moise Keen not being there. I think that he's, you know, despite the, the, the two most expensive players in the world playing on the same team at the same time, um, I was more concerned about Moise Keane. I think that that kid has a great future and he plays really well um, on that team, especially when Neymar was out Um, surprising formation for, for PSG here. They're playing a four, two, three, one right now um, in their league. Uh, But back to champions league, not to, not to uh, get too distracted. Robert Lewandowski, that is the, I think that that is the key that is this because this PSG team is not going to, is not going to roll over they're actually coming in hard seeing how they treated Barcelona uh, previously uh, in around the round of 16, I don't think that they're going to, I think that they're going to be even more aggressive with uh, Bayern Munich uh, in this next coming game. Now they are going to, um, to Munich first, where historically they have lost one they have lost three times against Bayern Munich and won the last game against them. Within this past decade it's been pretty I wouldn't say even. PSG has won and they've only played in group stage games except for the finals um back 2020. So like Tyler like Tyler and I were talking about before the the podcast Whoever's at home is basically going to win this game. But the, the real question is, can Bayern Munich do it without Robert Lewandowski? Now, I'm not a fan of Robert Lewandowski. Uh, I've been criticized multiple times for saying that Lewandowski is not that great of a forward. Now, that is just because he's not my kind of forward. He's not my kind of player. Um, he, has, he has great technical excellence. And I could appreciate that, but he's not one of my favorites. I just I'm just putting that out there for those who want to beat me up over it. After he's he's not he's not one of my favorites, but he is effective. He is one of the more effective goal scorers in uh, in football, honestly. So I really would like to see that question answered. Is Robin? Is Robert Lewandowski? Is he as? Important to the team as Sergio Ramos is to Real Madrid, because we saw we saw that with PSG, Neymar is not that important. They could win games without him. He he's an additive. You know, there's always that one player who's the cornerstone of your club, and is Robert Lewandowski going to be that? We're not. That's something that I, I can't wait to see that question be answered. Next, is it Wednesday? I think it's Wednesday. I think this one's a. Uh... Yeah, it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. The next week, Wednesday, we'll see this one go off and how that kind of plays out. And the, the this is one of those games
1: I, th- I think we'd also be remiss without mentioning because we mentioned it with Holland. Uh, PSG and Mbappe are having contract um, extension talks right now, and apparently they have stalled, and PSG is getting frustrated and are considering letting Mbappe go. So... You, you saying that it had the two um, you know, highest paid players made me, made me kick. I was like, oh, yeah, didn't I see something about uh, Mbappe's uh, contract uh, talks not going well? <laughs> and sure enough, yeah, the, these two might not be on the field together next year because I've also heard Neymar uh, might also be leaving eventually, too. yeah So, the, you know, like, like with the Holland situation, these kind of issues can plague a team. And yeah. can bring down the quality, either help the player rise to the occasion, or it can bring down the player, the team, and kind of get bogged down in the mess that is contract situations. So there's, there's a lot of interesting factors in this game that'll be interesting to see what in the heck is going to happen.
0: Yeah. It is going to be an interesting game, and I, I can't wait. To, I can't wait to see all the matchups. All the matchups look as though they're going to be, you know, powerhouse matchups. Even my lame duck of the of the competition is going to be something to to watch. Um, who knows? Who knows who's going through this round of eight to the semifinals? Yeah, that's right, Watson. That's right. We don't know. We don't know who's going to the round of eight uh, well, to the and- to the semifinals.
1: And, and as a lot of sports have proven this year, you know, in the pandemic and things like that without fans, it's brought a different atmosphere to the games and uh, having necessarily having home field advantage uh, doesn't really mean anything anymore. No, with, without the fans there, because the, the you know, as 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 much as I understand the reasoning behind it and everything, you know, the, the having fans in the stands does matter mm-hmm. and especially when you get into competitions like this and get down to like the, the quarters, the semis, the finals, you know, I don't, I don't know what plans they're, they're going to have for down the road. It does look like at least here in America, sports venues are opening and starting to allow a certain percentage of, of crowds in. Um, I know for some of the champions uh, championships in, um, in England, they're, they're letting uh, people into the stands for games you, we we don't know mm-hmm. uh, but but definitely that that needs to be considered as well a, a, yeah. at least a little bit because we've we've seen a lot of crazy things happen like i, I don't know that west brom would have beaten chelsea as bad as they did yeah if chelsea had fans in the stands mhm mhm we'll we'll yeah. never know but i don't know that it would have been like that
0: i i i i understand that and the the fans bring a different kind of energy to the games and that that is a that is a difference maker that's it it is remember that that guys sports is not just physical it is mostly psychological and which is why you could see great players like uh pulisic scores his first goal for chelsea he's been there for a minute it's psychological you have to get your mind right uh, even though your body is at a high performance, we see Cristiano Ronaldo struggling right now. Um, I believe it's mostly mental. It's not his physical abilities. He's still, you know he's 35, but he's still a fantastic player. So you know, the fans, and we, we could do a whole podcast on on fan impact um, to be quite honest and the, and the psychological effect that it has on players, um, some for good, some for bad. Um, I could go into other sports about that, but we're not here to talk about that, guys. We, I had a great time with you, Tyler. How you? Uh, I, I think that this podcast has really brightened my day. I hope that it's brightened your day, and I hope that you guys get to these games because these games are fast and furious. They're happening live right now. If you're, well, you're gonna, you're gonna listen to this on Monday, but there are a lot of games going on, and, and I'm getting distracted. I know that Tyler has a big game coming up um, for his team if not today tomorrow it's um, tomorrow <laughs> it's t- tomorrow at 6 a.m. for Tyler, he's he's going to he's going to have fun with that guys have a happy easter if you celebrate that stuff enjoy your weekend um tyler enjoy your weekend and you know i'm about to blow the whistle tyler we're going to into Word. that and it's done guys it, it's over that has been your episode is laughing at me for blowing the whistle i, I still don't have a I'm, I'm hoping that he goes in to the to the audio after and just kind of like puts in a whistle effect and takes out my uh my feeble attempt at, at blowing the whistle he's gonna remain he's gonna leave that in so guys this has been your episode of stoppage time